Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Welcome to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. I am your host, Susan Sanders. Today, we are talking about 10 things to declutter today. Before we get into that topic, we will start with this week's glimmer. A glimmer is the opposite of a trigger. It's something small that happens that brings you joy, contentedness, peace, or gratitude. I believe those glimmers confirm we are on the right track towards making life sustainably productive. You may miss them or not trust them at first, because you're used to feeling churned up and on fast forward. Let's cultivate these glimmers so you trust your instinct in finding small things or adjustments that create a life you don't feel like running away from. Cultivating them will help these small moments reveal themselves to you more often. Today's glimmer is not having a glimmer to bring to you today. This is a sign I need to start noticing again. My habits have slipped. My attitude is in the dumper. And like I just mentioned, I believe these glimmers are everywhere. If I cannot see one, the problem is me. It's me barreling through life with my head down, being busy, looking internally instead of what's happening around me. Maybe having pity parties instead of finding other things I'm grateful for. When I'm not able to find the glimmer that the universe is providing for me, the problem is me, not the universe. Today, I'm grateful for the awareness that I've lost that perspective. On to today's topic, 10 things to declutter today. Today's topic is more than just how or why to declutter I want to emphasize that the things I'm bringing up today can be decluttered in a day in most cases. These are uh, quick hits, maybe some even five minutes. I think quick hits are important because they help you build momentum. They help get started. This is Newton and his laws of motion. A body at rest will stay at rest until acted upon by an outside force. If you're in a productivity slump or just need a mood pick-me-up in general, decluttering is sometimes a great way to go. Once you've acted upon your slump with these quick hits, you might find you have energy and inspiration to keep going. And if not, well, hey, at least your linen shelf is in order. So let's take a look at contenders for 10 things to declutter today. Number one is toiletries and spices. This is a weird combination, I know, but hear me out. This is a quick hit that you can count on as a twofer. Expiration dates exist for a reason. I used to think I was a terrible cook until I met my husband, and he pointed out that pretty much all of my spices were expired. 
like badly expired date, you know, not just a year or so, but like a decade old. Take a quick cruise through your spices and compost the old ones. Don't forget to add replacements for important ones to your grocery list for the next trip. Then move to your toiletries. I had to be convinced about this one too, which side note, I absolutely come by this honestly. My dad had a box of tea from the 70s in his kitchen when I packed it up a couple years ago. I heard a few skincare influencers talking about why you should not use expired um, toiletries. And I was sort of convinced, but seeing oils and lotions get clumpy or seeing nail polish harden after not being used since my wedding day to 15 years ago really made me a believer. If you need something immediately, add it to your shopping list. If there's something that you would like to replace, but it seems like an extravagance you can't take on right now, add it to your wish list or a gift card to that specialty spice and oil shop in town, or Ulta if you want to keep it general to replace toiletries. See episode 43 for more on planning ahead to have your wish list made. Bonus points available here if you alphabetize your spices after purging the old ones. Number two is your freezer. Yesterday you that had such good intentions doing all that batch cooking will be really pissed off at this one. If your freezer is like mine is sometimes, you're going to open it and there will be several meals covered in freezer burn. Dump or compost these. They're goners. I'm so sorry to be the one to break it to you, but while they might be edible, they won't be good, which will make you think the problem is meal planning and the batch and freeze method. Don't misplace the blame here. Stuff in the freezer should not go much past six-ish months and definitely not have a birthday. Bonus points here if you make a quick inventory of what you have to help future you with meal planning. Don't overthink it. Just open a note on your phone or use the back of the permission slip that never got returned to school. It doesn't have to be perfect. You could just jot down one pack of ground beef, tons of frozen broth, half a bag of tots, You get the idea. Help future you out. You can even just tape it to the refrigerator or leave the list in the freezer. Future you will thank you. Number three is the crap ton of phone photos on your phone. You know the ones, the ground, the 13 photos of the coffee in the pickup line when you were trying to get the lighting right, the 113 your kiddo took making funny faces, The itinerary from the field trip that you used as your screensaver while herding your third grader and her four buddies around the zoo. Dealing with our photos is hard enough. Make it easier for future you by weeding out the garbage so she is only left with treasures. And maybe two of those funny faces your kiddo makes. When she's a 14-year-old, you will need a reminder of that sweetness. Bonus points if you move the keepers off of your phone into a place that is backed up. I do back up the pictures on my phone, but each month I move them off of my phone to be stored for scrapbooking someday. Then I can be sure my phone memory card is not full at a critical time, like when my niece is being chased by goats after goat yoga. You can hear more about how I deal with digital clutter of all kinds in episode 28. Category four is technology. This is your official permission slip to get rid of the Blackberry and Palm Pilot in your bottom drawer. 
Your kids and your grandkids are not going to be delighted to trip down memory lane with you. Pile them and their chargers in a box and head to the recycle spot. Most Best Buy locations have this, or your county may have a donation day. A Google search for recycling technology near me will help you. One caveat to this is that in our family, we keep one backup phone that is one generation old. For example, the last time my husband got a new phone, we'll call that Google Pixel B, we kept the one he was giving up, Google Pixel A. I understand the feeling of just in case. It looms large, but you don't have to give in to it. Bonus points in the technology category for getting rid of old tube TVs. Best Buy will take them for a small fee. And it's better to do that, pay that small fee, than dump them in a landfill or send it in your trash can, which ends up in the landfill. My husband and I took a couple of my dad's old TVs when we moved him a couple years ago. We took them to to Best Buy to recycle. And it was comical because there was a very young girl that was working the desk when we went in. We went in first to pay for it so we didn't have to lug these massively huge unwieldy TVs and pay the person and set them on the ground, lift them back up, all that. And I was trying to tell her, you know, we've got these tube TVs that we'd like to recycle as part of that program. And she's like, you have a what TV? What's a tube TV? So finally, I just, you know, asked her to find someone older. I said it nicely, but, you know, she had to find someone more my age to to process this transaction. But it was super easy once we found an old star to, to deal with us. The next category is the glove box of your car. This is a super quick one, potentially. Tear up and toss expired car insurance and registration papers. Throw out expired hand sanitizer or condiment packets. Straighten up the pile of napkins I know you shove in there one-handed while eating your taco with the other hand and driving with your knee. Bonus points in this category to add a reminder to your calendar 30 days ahead of your license plate expiration date so that doesn't sneak up on you. This break is brought to you by you. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. I know you have so many choices of podcasts, and I appreciate you listening to this one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. The more you share the messages about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Now back to the show. Category six is the linen closet. Combine fitted and top sheets with their mates, then fold and stack them together. And I'm going to use the term fold very loosely when it comes to that fitted sheet. If you just want to wad it into a ball, that's fine. Take that fitted sheet ball and the folded top sheet and just stack it together. That way they're together when you need it in the future. Make sure you still have the beds that you have the sheets for. If you don't have kiddos and twin size beds anymore, add those sheets to the donation pile. If you don't have college kids in extra long twin dorm beds anymore, donation pile. Anything with a hole, donation pile. Then tackle the bath sheets and their related hand towels and washcloths. Anything bleached out or ripped gets donated. If you hate your towels or they're getting threadbare, but you're not ready to make the investment, add what you want to your wish list now. Future you will thank you. Include the links to what you want. 
Now let's talk about that donation pile for a second. I know old sheets make drake make great drop cloths or quilt backing or picnic blankets or fill in the blank after. Yeah, but Sue, take an honest look at how many of these you already have. If your house is like my house, you already have a box of drop cloths and an emergency blanket in each car, which can be used for these phantom picnics we never have, but we're saving sheets for. Ripped, dirty, potentially stained sheets would make for disgusting crafts of any kind. But these old sheets are a gold mine for animal shelters. Call around and make their day. Bonus points here for labeling the shelves with which sheet sets are which beds. King, full, queen, twin, whatever you have, it'll make it easy to pull out when you need. Category seven is your wallet. Take out expired coupons or gift cards or credit card. Remove all or most of your change. Take those dollar bills if you have some, uncrumple them, face your dollars the same way. Respecting your money will help grow it, in my opinion. I am not a financial advisor. (laughs) Bonus points here if you check the expiration dates on your credit cards and make a note of your calendar when those expire, do that 30 days ahead of the expiration date. Again, avoid surprises. Set future you up for success. Category eight is books. This is a tricky and sometimes sticky category. As you know, I read a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yet I only have about maybe 50 books in my house that I plan to keep long term. Some are meaningful gifts about friendship that have been inscribed. Some are signed by authors I love. But I want books to be read. And I very rarely, if ever, reread anything. While I do love to be surrounded by books, I can do that at the library or a bookstore. I love having space to move in my house, and I love not having to dust thousands of books and their bookshelves. If you have books that you have read and you know you won't reread, let them loose into the world. A bit harder, but potentially more rewarding, is if you have books that you have not read and you don't plan to, let those go as well. Bonus points if you take these books to various little free libraries in your area. A little free library is like a mini book on a pedestal or a box on a pedestal kind of thing where you can give a book or take a book. It's sort of like the leave a penny, take a penny at the gas station, except it's a little station people will put in their yard. I've seen them in church parking lots or Um, Some schools have them, parks have them. You can learn more about these boxes that pop up around town and in people's yards at their website, littlefreelibrary.org. Category nine is old tax files. Unless there is a special circumstance, you only need to keep seven years worth of tax returns. If you check with your tax man or the IRS website and confirm you can let old stuff go, shred it and move on. Set a reminder on your phone to pull out the shreddable each year. If you're like we are, the old tax stuff gets filed out of sight, which kicks it out of mind. A recurring appointment in your calendar can help you keep on top of it. You can also use the idea of habit stacking. You know, once my tax returns come in for a certain year. So in 2024, we're going to file our 2023 tax returns. Once the 23 is done, then I can take the 2016 out and shred it. It's sort of a, um, a 
joint habit. I know when I do this, then I go do that. If they're not right there in front of me, it's easy to forget. So that's a a habit stack that I fall back to. When I file one, I take the next one out from seven years ago. Bonus points here to use the shreds from that seven years ago pile in your compost bin. It feels really validating to let that tax garbage turn into beautiful dirt to use in your flower bed. It sort of makes me feel a little bit better about everything we have to save and turn in and all the money we pay in taxes. Category 10 is unvoiced expectations. An expectation is a premeditated resentment. If you don't share it with someone, how are they supposed to know you had that expectation? If I don't tell you I expect you not to turn lights on when you come home after I've gone to bed, it is not okay for me to be mad about it. That is a simple conversation and negotiation. And it might go something like this. Hey, so it's really startling when you get home and I wake up to lights being flipped on. Which lights do you need to get upstairs that won't feel like I'm waking up to an interrogation spotlight? Could be that easy. One of the things that I learned when I instantly became a step-parent marrying a man with a four and a six-year-old was that kids have to be taught stuff. So this expectation lesson is really important when it comes to kids too, because I had the expectation that they would know how to do things, that they would know that I wanted them to stay out of my personal things, which you can imagine how that went. I didn't know. And sometimes we're like that as adults too. We need to voice those expectations and teach people how to treat us. Bonus points here. If you have a scenario in mind that you can address this week, what unvoiced expectation comes to mind for you? The last category are the shoulds. You know I had to get all touchy-feely with these last two, right? And apparently I've gone over 10. I think this is number 11. I'm, I'm losing track. Anyway, nobody should be surprised that I'm going a little touchy-feely on these because it's always more about, it's always about more than the stuff. Declutter the shoulds. Don't give them away, that's for sure, especially not to your kids. Nobody wants the shoulds. We all have our own load. Let them go, set them down. If the shoulds are around pleasing people, stop and look around to see if you can find all those pleased people who have benefited from your shoulds. Yeah, it's often just a story we make up in our head. Let it go, lighten up, stop shoulding on yourself. Bonus points here, if you journal or talk to someone about a specific situation where the should is weighing heavily on you. Remember that these quick hit declutter ideas are not meant to be taken all at once, but used as a springboard to overcome inertia, get some momentum in your declutter game. If you have other areas that you found to be quick hits, share with others in the Facebook community. Let's inspire each other. Search Facebook for Sustainable You Community or just use the link in the show notes. Thank you for your time today. Until we meet next week, remember to create results in a way that you can sustain and that are productive for you. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to SustainableSue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there, sustainablesue.com. Consider sharing this episode with a friend. 
The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.